For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Sonny Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right, snap, hold. Kick is away. It's reaching, and it is good, good, good. Hot pot does it. All right, hot pot. Thoughts with an up and out, wide open. Touchdown, Israel. Two. Welcome in. It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Also coming to you on the video stream from Brinks TV right here on YouTube. Joining me as always, the man from the intro catching the touchdown pass. It is my man, Israel Troop. Israel, what's up? What's going on, brother? It's uh, it's another day, another episode, man. And uh, Georgia looks as good as ever. Uh, we got an action-packed show. I can't wait to get into this, but we are presented by betonline.ag. It is the number one spot for all college and pro football action this season with new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. So don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Israel, I I saw this graphic from BetOnline. It was very Mm -hmm. very interesting. There is about eight coaches. No, check that, 10 coaches uh, that they have uh, bettable odds on to be the next head coach at USC. Who do you think at six to one, six to one is is the, uh, I guess is the, I don't know how you'd say it, but I guess it's the closest odds or I guess, He's the favorite at six to one. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that is at six to one? Um, I keep I keep hearing Bob Stoops' name being thrown around. He's uh, nine to one. Ooh. Nine to one. So there, there is a is six to Franklin? one. Franklin is eight to one. So there's oh, a six man. to one, seven to one, eight to one. There's three nine to ones, three ten to ones, and a fourteen to one. I don't know who that six to one is then. <clears throat> What are some things that you can do on the water? That's my hint. That you can do on the water. Huh. Um, you know somebody that played in this program. Uh, 
And Hugh Freeze. No, no. Freeze. Uh, one of your one of your uh, one of your guys you coached. He just got drafted this year. One of the guys I coached just got drafted. I'm at a loss. Rashad Bateman. Oh, row the boat. Ah, water okay, sports. Okay. PJ Fleck. Man, I'm, ah, I'm two PJ for two Fleck. on this. I PJ got Fleck, you. 61. I got you. That'd be funny if they hired him. I got him. you. Hey, um, it'll change the mentality of them. I'm telling you. Okay, you're you're a believer. I, I'm I'm not so sure that I quite buy in, but maybe if he gets his job and becomes successful, maybe I will. So, uh, but like I said, it's an action-packed show. Uh, lots of exciting games in week three. Uh, Bama, they they do bleed. Uh, they are human, which is uh, which is good to see. I, I thought they were just a a bunch of. Uh, bunch of robots playing football uh, and, and uh, just kind of going through the motions and destroying everybody. But uh, first things first, man, how was the atmosphere in Athens? I know you were there on hand for the, for the Georgia South Carolina game, man. It was awesome. Uh, me and my wife sat about uh, 10 rows up on the home side. Um, you know, I've never, you know, being a former player, you know, uh, seeing Auburn, seeing the blackout and things like that. But on Saturday, I've never seen that many people, in the stadium. It was loud. It was electric. Um, when we left, I mean, it's just the streets flooded in, in uh, red and black. I mean, it was awesome. It was, it was a great time to be a dog uh, last Saturday night. Absolutely. It looked fun. It sounded fun on TV. It just sounded like everybody was excited to, to finally be back in a packed stadium. Man, it was, it, it was great. Uh, you know, it was great atmosphere. I mean, just hearing the trumpet, you know, I hadn't heard the trumpet in the last couple of years, you know, hearing them, before the game, mm-hmm. um, hearing the, int- the introduction, um, seeing the band come out, the big Georgia flags, I mean, you know, brought chills, you know, to me. And, I, you know, I played there and I, and I was able yeah. to see it, you know, firsthand again because it's been a while. I mean, it was awesome. And you saw live the light-up Sanford Stadium fourth quarter tradition. Yes, yes, I did. I mean, that, that thing, thing is awesome. Yeah. I think the big – the Jumbotron's huge now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they got uh, – the base in that thing is absolutely amazing. And whoever's whoever's DJing is the, did a did a wonderful job, you know, keeping the keeping the crowd enthused. Uh, the announcers are always great there, so I mean, it was a great time you know, to be in Athens, Georgia, last Saturday. Man, Josh Brooks has really kind of changed that atmosphere. I mean, I think since he took over, there's some things that have happened in that stadium that I've heard that are that are outstanding, and the music is one of them. So it's good to mm-hmm. see that the atmosphere was really, really good, really electric, because South Carolina was a team with some of those deep passes they were hitting. It, it could have taken our fans right out of the game, but it, it didn't. And judging from that atmosphere, it looked like our guys really and, – and, and I don't want to say this is rare – but like sometimes like our guys just don't seem to be in it. Wasn't the case this mm-hmm. week. I mean, JT Daniels was throwing dimes, uh, looked probably the best I've seen him look since he's been in a Georgia uniform. Uh, just mm-hmm. really accurate. Aside from that one really bad interception he threw, I thought he had a brilliant night. Uh, he had command mm-hmm. of the offense. He had, he was, he was making throws, decisive throws, putting it on the money. I mean, I hitting different receivers, multiple receivers, AD Mitchell got, uh, got rolling, uh, and, and just all around good night for this offense. And seeing them up, you know, we, we I watch them on TV all the time, you know, cause we're football coaches and we can't really up and leave. Um, like we want you to get to a game, but seeing these guys in person, uh, seeing how big they are, seeing how physical they are. Uh, was, was absolutely a, a treat to see. And then one thing that Georgia did well this week is they tempo. 
Every mm-hmm. time they got a first down, they tempo. That's how we were able to hit Burton on the on the uh, first touchdown of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess that'll be the second touchdown of the game. Uh, Cook did a great job running the football. Zeus did a good job. I mean, everything was clicking. You know that one interception. You know, uh, even even with uh, Stetson Bennett's interception, right read, just you know, just a bad throw. You know, sometimes those things happen. You know, so I mean, um, the, the execution part. You know, the whole night was absolutely amazing. Uh, watching them getting in and out of the huddle, uh, get the signals. You know, even JT, you know, you can see he was getting, you know, a little agitated if it came in slow because he saw what he wanted. He wanted to run it now. You know, when you got command of the offense, you kind of know what's going on. I mean, it's time. Let's play ball. Let's go. You know, yeah. so um, watching them and watching how fast – I mean, just watching how big and fast that they're playing. You know, it was good to see Carrie Jackson back out there doing some things. Um, I mean, we're, 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 we're in good hands right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And, you know, just all around the playmaking, the overall aggressive, I, I texted with you just a little bit. I knew you probably wouldn't be able to get most of them because it's hard to get text inside the stadium. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I would just, the, the first thing that popped into my mind is, man, I love this aggressiveness. I love the tempo. I love the pace in which we're playing. It's not huddle up ground and pound. It's we're going to run the ball still, and we're going to try to mm-hmm. run it down your throat, but we're going to do it with tempo. And then we're going to take shots deep. And, and I thought, the game plan was phenomenal and, and South Carolina, man, I, I was, you know, yeah, they're, they're a couple years away personnel wise from really having a good team, but their mentality, their culture there is really good. Shane Beamer's doing a tremendous job, getting those guys to play hard, getting those guys in position to make plays. Uh, their offensive line is just not there yet. Uh, and our defense kind of makes people look that way. So um, I can't really hold that against South Carolina too much, but they, I mean, they played hard till the final whistle. Uh, Josh Van was somebody I was really impressed with on the South Carolina side. I thought he was a really good receiver, played the ball really well in the air, ran good routes. And, you know, he, he, he made, uh, he made a mere speed uh, look silly on a few plays. And and that was, uh, that was, and that was, uh, you know, if you're a South Carolina fan, I, I'm encouraged that, A, Luke Doty looked pretty good, pretty solid, and B, uh, Josh Van looked, you know, you, you do have the ability to push the ball down the field. So if I'm a South Carolina fan, I'm I'm I, I'm resting a little easier now. Exactly. I'm encouraged with South Carolina. I mean, uh, every team on the east side is about to be really, really good coming up mm-hmm. soon. Uh, one thing I was, I was really impressed with, you know, I've been seeing it. Them guys played hard all four quarters. It mm-hmm. didn't matter how much they were down by. You know, those guys are still trying to make plays. Um, like you said, Shane Bremer's doing a great job over there. You, and you can tell. I saw a graphic today. Um, I think they gave up a long touchdown, and the corner was, you know, he, he had his head down. And you see those guys come up and change his body language. Mm-hmm. You know, last year that wasn't happening. They were head yeah. down, you know, soaking everything. But you can see the mentality's changing mm-hmm. over there. And, that, and, yep. that, and that's what you want to see. You know, you of course you don't want to see a loss. You know, oh. and we try not to harp on moral victories. But at the same time, when you got your team out there knowing that they're undermatched um, and they're going out there giving 100 percent, that's what you want to see. The one thing that I was, you, you know, kind of disappointed in is that they didn't use a tight end very much. And that's one thing that South Carolina has done well these first two games is they used a tight end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had receivers, you know, getting open and things like that. But you're going to if you got good tight ends, you got to use them. And that's what I saw Georgia do. Georgia uses the tight end, whether it's run, whether it's pass, bootlegs, anything like that. If you got mm-hmm. a good tight end, especially a guy that can go out and routes and he can block, I mean, you got you got to feed him the rock. 
Absolutely. And Fitzpatrick fit right in as well. Uh, Brock Bowers, obviously, is the, the number one guy. But, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick, I thought, had a really good game from the tight end position, blocked really well all night, uh, ran some good routes. We just missed him on a few plays that would have been really big plays. The interception that he he had the guy beat, he was in space. JT just threw it really late. Um, and, and hung it up there a little bit for that DB to come over and pick it off. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was the right decision, just a bad throw and bad, you know, late timing. But, <clears throat> you know, overall, this offense, I, I, I give it an A for the night. I mean, just making plays all over the place. And it helped that Arch Manning was sitting right there in the end zone uh, it's seeing all of this and seeing that we're right. not just a grunt and punt team anymore. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to spread it out. We're going to go tempo. We're going to, we're going to distribute the rock all over the place and we're going to be aggressive and, and we're going to push the ball down the field. We're going to push the ball in the tight windows. Then we're going to cram it down your throat. Then we're going to run play action, take a shot. And then we're going to do it all over again and, and mm-hmm. we're going to do it with speed. And that was, that was good for him to see him and his dad Cooper to see, because mm-hmm. you know, the Manning family's evaluating all of that stuff when they look exactly. at the program. So, you know, Ole Miss is definitely going to get a good look from, from the Mannings, obviously. But, you know, I, I think Georgia really, really made a name for themselves in this, in the race for Arch Manning. Man, I tell you what, I've, I've seen a lot of big time recruits in my life, but uh, <clears throat> I've never seen a big time recruit like this. You think that this kid was like the kid president. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had, Everybody and their mama around him. Yep. I mean, he had like little mini bodyguards and things. I know he had a couple of teammates there with him as well. Yep. Um, but I mean, the, the spotlight on this kid is absolutely. And he don't. He could care less. The kid wants to play football. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. You know. Um, and that that just comes from having a family that's you know all about business. You know, and this was a business trip. He wanted to see how it was going to be. Wanted to see where are you going to throw the ball downfield. That's what they do. You know, that's mm-hmm. what he's been growing up doing. That's what he's been growing up seeing. You know, so I think Georgia put on a great show for him. Not only that, but the light show as well was absolutely amazing too. Absolutely, so, I was going to um, ask you and about our that. defense. Oh my, oh my god, god our, yes. our defense. So I got to ask you, Israel does mm-hmm. does Jordan Davis move as fast in real life as he does in per, as he does on TV, or as it seems? Uh, you ever uh, you ever seen somebody who's scared of bugs run from a bug? Yeah. Like, if you're scared of spiders, you know, when people see spiders, like, they run really fast. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's scared to death and he's running. But this kid, I mean, at 300 pounds and can move the way he does, absolutely amazing. And to see them in person, oh, my he's God. 350 Walker, pounds. Yeah. Walker, N'Kobe Dean, uh, Kendrick, even even Kendrick, Keeley, all them guys, they are humongous. You know, they, they made little boys out there playing. Now there's a grown man out there playing. They were thumping South Carolina. Yeah, I, I saw a few really big hits, and I was impressed by that Lewis scene. Obviously, uh, could you hear when he hit that guy? Could, could it, did it ring throughout mm-hmm. the stadium? Yes, yes. And then one one thing, one thing that uh, like Amir Speed earlier. You know, one thing that I, that I loved about him, he didn't give up. You know, he was beat on the play. He wasn't ready. You know, they just threw a deep ball over. All right, cool. Comes back, knocks the kid out. I mean. You know, they played hard the whole game. I mean, mm-hmm. Ringo, all those guys, I mean, they played hard the entire game. And that's what you want. It's, it's the it's the old junkyard defense, a whole lot of GATA, and they came and got them some Saturday night. Absolutely, man. And I I, I love the fight in them because most of the time you get beat over the top, man, that you're you're done, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of corners, a lot of premier corners and a lot of premier programs are done when that happens. Mm-hmm. But th- these guys just have a 
some sort of competitive edge. It's, it's, it's funneling from Kirby to Lanning to coach a debt to coach a die uh, throughout their position groups in the position room. And it's just one of those things where, Hey man, you get beat. It's okay. Go get the next one and go make a play. Mm-hmm. Just go play hard and see what happens. You know, it's, it's a whole lot of, it's a whole lot of this, right? It's a whole yes. lot of that. And that, that, I mean, that message can't be any more clear just watching this defense play. Exactly. And one thing I also know is because, you know, as a coach, you know, I want to see how everything goes. Um, every coach is coaching. Every coach is on the mm-hmm. sideline hollering and screaming. Every coach is banging on the field about to get a penalty, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So, I mean, it's not like Coach Landing is just calling the plays every single time. Mm-hmm. They're out there coaching. They're coaching their tails off. Our D-line coach is out there just going off. When uh, Davis made a play or anybody else made a play up front, he's the first person out there on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when Walker comes up and it, it's the kid dead in the chest, I mean, linebacker's coach. I mean, Landing's the first one out there. Kirby's the first one out there. Even Muschamp is out there getting fist pumps. I mean, it is an all-around effort on both sides of the ball, and those coaches are doing a heck of a job with this football team right now. One of the things I saw on TV, and I don't know if you really saw it in, in the stands or if it was one of those things that was noticeable, but uh, there was a call where uh, Lanning was making a call, and Kirby was Kirby jumped in and started saying something, and Lanning like waved him off, said like "Get back." you know, focus on me. <laughs> and I thought Kirby was going to come unglued and he didn't. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, so Damn, I was, the ball's on this well, guy. You kind of you can't see it. I actually watched the game yesterday. I watched TV cap because I recorded it. We can't mm-hmm. see it because they got the screen, you yeah. know, up. So people can't see those singers or whatnot, but I saw that. I literally saw that yesterday. And, you know, as a coordinator, you know, um, like me, I, my head coach is an offensive guy. So, you know, sometimes he's in my, you know, my coach, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. You know, like mm-hmm. as a coordinator, you're in your zone. You know, yes. you're, you're trying to figure out the best matchup. You're trying to get the call in. You know, sometimes you want to hear that. You're like, coach, leave me alone. I got it. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of those situations. And then as a coach, you don't take that personally. You know, no. you're like, coach, I'm, I'm in the heat of battle. I'm, I'm trying to go to work, you know. And, yeah. and, he, and if anybody understands that, Kirby Smart understands because he worked for one of the biggest defensive coordinators in Nick Saban at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he's the first uh, non-NFL guy to have a, a NFL films documentary about him. So, I mean, he spent a little bit of time in the NFL, but I mean, he, uh, not, not a ton. Does it really, but does it, but does it really count? No, it doesn't. And speak, speaking <laughs> of Nick Saban, um, that was, uh, that was a pretty interesting game uh, there. As we put a bow in Georgia, South Carolina, what a performance. South Carolina has a lot of, they, they, they've done a lot of improving from week one. Uh, and, mm. and, and they, they're, uh, they're, they're on the up and up in Georgia, obviously to me, Georgia's number one team in the country, but the team that is currently sitting in the number one spot, according to the polls, Alabama took on Florida. That game was lots of fun to watch. Uh, it was one of those games where early on it, Bama got up 21 to three. And I thought, here we go. Another Bama blowout. Here we go. And Florida kept fighting. They kept mm-hmm. in it. And what I was surprised is that Florida, I'm not surprised. They probably should have been doing this all year long, but they finally got the running back involved mm-hmm. with, with Malik Davis. Yeah. And Emory Jones had a really good day rushing the ball. Still terrible passer. But um, I, I guess in, in the category of moral victories, if you're a Florida fan, you're happy. But 
man, you had, you had Alabama on the ropes there at the end. Maybe, you know, they just couldn't finish them, but that was a really good game. Showed that Bama was mortal, showed that Florida was a little bit better than, than we thought. Uh, but you know, e- either way, Florida was going to be, that was going to be a tough game, no matter how you slice it and dice it. But did you, uh, did you get a chance to watch that one at all? I haven't gotten a chance to watch the whole thing. I kind of saw a couple of highlights from it. One thing that it showed me is that one, that Alabama's mortal, you know, mm-hmm. they can be beat. And two, they're getting a little bit complacent over there in Alabama. <laughs> One thing that Nick Saban said all last week and the week before that, these guys think that they've arrived. And guess what? You went up 21-3, to three, and then you kind of laid down for a little while, and guess what? Florida was like, uh-uh, we're at home. We're in the swamp. <laughs> you, you, ain't, you ain't just going to blow us out. You can't give them a shred of a reason. The crowd was out of it. The crowd mm-hmm. was silent. You yeah. can't give them any reason any reason to get back in the game. Cause once the swamp gets going, it's tough, man. Exactly. It's, tough. it's just like, it's just like when we play, you know, when Georgia Florida plays, if you take one crowd out, it's ball game, mm-hmm. you know, but one thing that I did learn, this is going to set up for a great matchup in, in Jacksonville. Always is real, real soon. All, all, always is. Rarely has that game been just a ho-hum game. It's always a war down there. So that'll be mm-hmm. a fun one to, to, to preview. And we, we got to get Ben, we got to get your cousin Ben on here uh, for that week. Most definitely. Um, go ahead and go ahead and start making the inroads now, so so that you can get them wrapped <laughs> up. So yeah, that way, you know, at, at Thanksgiving when you're when you're having uh, turkey legs and uh, dressing and uh, you know what, whatever else you have at, at Thanksgiving, the sweet potato souffle and all the sweet tea and all the fixings and everything that you have to, that you gluttonize over on on Thanksgiving, you and Ben, hopefully you have the upper hand, not Ben. Um, in the in the discussion of the cocktail party, so uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah, Bama looked mortal. They got complacent. I mean, to me, it just shows that even Bama can't lose all of that talent. They lost what five first rounders and two second rounders off of that offense alone, and uh, they lost seven draft picks off that offense. Like you can't do that. And expect to, do that and expect to perform. Winning. Yeah. Except to perform at that high level. I mean, their defense is pretty good, um, mm-hmm. but they, they just, they had a hard time stopping the run, which is, that's concerning if I'm Alabama. Yeah. That's usually that they're strong for. They used to do a great job of stopping the run. So um, I'm, I actually recorded that one as well. So I'll probably watch that one tomorrow mm-hmm. um, at some point. Um, so I can't, I mean, it was some great ball games this weekend, mm-hmm. um, but the dogs won. That's all I care about. The dogs hey, won. Dogs I was won. there to see it in person. That's and right. I mean, it, I love seeing that, that sea of red in that stadium Saturday night. Absolutely, man. And it was a good thing. It was a night game. Cause you were able to get up there. So um, mm-hmm. anything else from, from week three that surprised you that you want to briefly touch on? Uh, nothing really. Uh, you know, it was just, it was just some good, some really good Stanford and Vandy game. Kind of surprised me a little bit, you know. Um, I thought Stanford, after putting a whooping on uh, USC, uh, would come out be a little bit stronger um, against Vandy. But I tell you what, Vandy they had a little put bit up of a heck hung. of a fight. They, they, yeah, Vandy put a heck of a fight, but uh, Stanford ended up overwhelming them on that. So, um, cool. So let's let's get into Vandy. We got a, we got our week three uh, matchup here in Nashville. Uh, we have some birthday festivities going on for Huck, so I probably will not be going to that game. Um, but, uh, it is a game that for Vandy, obviously the expectations are keep playing hard, keep getting better. 
uh, figure out, you know, watch what South Carolina did well, which for Vandy, Ken Seals and that wide receiver core, that's something that they can probably have some, a little bit of success on uh, is getting the ball out on the perimeter and getting the ball over the top and taking, you know, taking shots in some of these matchups. But uh, the offensive line for Vandy, that's going to be a concern. Um, and I, I listen to believe in Vandy, my, my, my guy, Matt, St- uh, Matt D Perkins and Ryan Seymour, they're, they're on that show. And I've heard Seymour go off on that offensive line week after week after week. <laughs> Let's just say they're going to have a hard time uh, blocking this, this defense, but is there anything in your mind, uh, having, having watched Vandy a little bit and obviously, uh, watching the dogs, is there anything that Vandy can do to cover this 34 and a half point spread? Uh, that would be stretch the field. Um, if they can stretch the field on us and actually get the pass off, you know, that could pose a problem for us for just a little while. Yeah. Um, but that, that's really the only thing I see. We're going to stop the run. Uh, South Carolina couldn't even they, – they maybe had 50 yards rushing. I could be wrong, but just from watching it, they maybe had 50 yards rushing. That's just off the penalties. Um, nobody's really been able to run the ball on us. So um, I, I doubt that Bandy will. If, they're li- if their offensive line is struggling, um, like you say, they definitely won't be able to run the ball against us. The only, the only way they can beat us is to throw the forward pass. And, well, you got a lot of heat coming at you. If you try to do that, and with a young line and inexperienced line that uh, Vandy has, it's not going to be a pretty night for the quarterback. If I no. were them, I'd try some rollouts, some sprint outs, you know, things like that, quick passes to uh, get the ball out of his hands. In tempo, I, I would, I would try to move with some tempo and just try to because you're you're not running the ball, that's for sure. Um, but I, I would try some some tempo there for if I'm Vandy, like like but you said. But one thing, I, one thing I do know. Uh, after Georgia got burned on that uh, one tempo play, it didn't happen again. And no. I guarantee you that's been a focal point at practice this week. Tempo, get yourself lined up. And if even if the call's not in, you know, most most coaches, you know, defensive guys that I know especially, if it's a tempo play, then you automatically just go to the last call that you just had or you just go mm-hmm. like base, your base defense, and you just run that. So I guarantee you they got that fixed this week. So even with tempo, yeah, I bet Vandy, look, I mean, they're coming. Them dogs are hungry. Mm-hmm. And one thing about now, Georgia can't play to the level of the competition because no matter who you play or where, they, where you play them at, Vandy's going to play hard against you. Mm-hmm. Vandy's one of those pesky teams as well that if you slip up and make it a ball game, they're going to keep it close. I've seen it plenty of times go up there, sleepwalk, and come out of there with a two-point win or, or, or God forbid, a loss. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that it's one of those games they, they have to come in, dominate early, get in, get out, get the, get the victory and the, let's go home and get ready for Arkansas. So exactly. You know, I, I think that, you know, when you, when you look at it for, for Georgia's defense, if they want to stop any threat, just hit the quarterback repeatedly, stop the run and uh, be ready for tempo, which I, I think all of the check marks are, are, are going to, um, check off there for, for this offense. I think just stick with the, stick with the same game plan, tempo, take shots, run the ball. I think you're going to have a little bit more success running the ball. South Carolina was surprisingly good uh, or better than I thought they were going to be defending the run. Um, Mm -hmm. So the, the backs didn't quite have the field data that I was expecting. Not that I, not to say that I was disappointed just to say that, you know, we were able to hurt them through the air. Some of the big plays kind of limited our, our play count, but, um, 
I'll take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. So, um, but when you look at this game plan, it's, it's going to be take some shots over the top, continue to feed rock Bowers, get James cook, Zamir McIntosh, uh, Milton involved in the game plan. Uh, each guy had, uh, over six yards per carry, uh, with their, with their attempts. So, uh, that was good to see, but, you know, just keep this offense humming like, like it has been. And, you know, just, just keep rolling, man. And, uh, I, I think it's going to be good. Exactly. The main thing for here, don't out coach yourself and call plays that we know that we can execute well. You know, this is one of those games to where if you turn the ball over, it's going to be a long night for you. So although it, it is Vandy and they're not very good this year, I mean, they're going to play hard against Georgia. Because who, who, what better what better way to shock the world is to knock off the number one team in the nation at home in Nashville. You know, so the first thing that can hurt you offensively, turn the ball over. Turn win the ball the, over and don't win execute. Win of the century right there. Yep. So, like I say, you can't play to the level of your opponent, and you can't underestimate your opponent as well. Let's just go out here, take care of business, get back on our flight or our bus, and go back home and get ready for Arkansas. Absolutely, and I think that's uh, I think that's the biggest key. And let's uh, let's get away injury free, and let's uh, you know let, let's do it. So, you know, I, I think when you get and honestly, I think a lot of these injuries have been a blessing in disguise because Justin Robinson and Donnie Mitchell have been guys that have been able to get get some reps and get some game reps. So uh, I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. But also some news, Israel, on, on the injury front is George Pickens is out running and doing some non-contact football drills. I saw that. You know, he was on the sideline, him in Washington. Um, and who else was it? I thought I saw Poole. I wish we get Poole back a little bit sooner than we expected, so we'll have him back for Auburn. Yeah, It was only four games now, so we should have him back for the Auburn game. Um, I saw uh, those three guys on the sideline on Saturday. Uh, Pickens looks good. Um, he, mm-hmm. he, he had been skipping the weight room. Uh, Washington mm-hmm. is all of six, 7,000 feet tall. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, he looked like an NBA he, player, right? Man, he, he is a huge <laughs> kid. He's a big, beautiful kid, too, so um, you never, you never know. I mean, we got some of the best doctors, you know, you can think of. Oh, and uh, you know, prayers go out to the uh, South Carolina guy. Um, that ankle did not look pretty. Um, I watched it on TV yesterday, and it definitely looked worse in person. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, hope for a speedy recovery for him. Uh, but at the same time, at Georgia, you know, we got the best doctor in the nation, in Ron Corson. So you better, you better believe that uh, if Nick Chubb can come back quicker than he was supposed to. Then mm-hmm. after an ACL injury and rehab that uh, Pickens is going, I would I wouldn't be surprised to see him back this year or at least by the time both both uh, season comes around, especially if we're in the semifinals. Exactly, but if we're making a playoff run, I think George Pickens is there. But also Nick Chubb is a freak of nature, so I, I don't hold any sort of rehab program. Uh, I don't compare it to Nick Chubb because he's a freak of nature and he's just, I don't, I don't know that Nick Chubb is a human at this point. I I think he was, I think he was sent from the planet Krypton um, to play for the Cleveland Browns. So, um, but yeah, no, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, I, they did that uh, facility tour uh, on Twitter with, with, uh, with your boy, Josh Brooks and mm-hmm. Oh my God, man. Like, you see pictures of the facility, you see snapshots of it, you know, you know, it's impressive, but like seeing him walk through it on video, I just like, Oh my God, man. Like to see some of the (laughs) details of like the 24,000 square foot weight room. uh, 
like 50 something racks or something like that is insane. And let me tell you something, that place is absolutely amazing. Um, and then not only not just the weight room, but you have a training room that Ron Corson designed himself and they put every single thing that he wanted in that yeah. weight room. I mean, in that training room and you got to think the recovery time, you got to understand something. These kids are playing ball. They're, they're going to class, they're eating and they're playing ball and they're recovering. Yeah. So man, that place is absolutely, their seats or their in, in their locker are like, I mean, what are, uh, what's that car? Um, the new wagon here. I mean, them, them things are, are nice, boy. Yeah, the only true. thing I said was that they should have had the beds like LSU. I was kind of jealous of that part. Yeah, that they was, didn't have the beds like LSU. Yeah, but hey, I'll take it, right? So, a yeah. uh, f- few other news and notes that did you have you seen the 2022 schedule? Open it I up. I just saw it. We opened with, up with Oregon. Yeah. I talk about not being scared, man. Man, um, we ain't running from nobody. No, man. It's uh and it's still weird seeing Tennessee in November and Auburn in October. I just can't I, I can't that's just tough for me. Yeah, I mean here, here's the thing though. Um you still have to play LSU and Ole Miss and Arkansas. So mm-hmm. I mean did you did you really win? Exactly, right? No, you didn't. You know. No. Um but our crossover game is uh Mississippi State. Obviously, the, the Auburn is the other crossover game, but uh, right now Mississippi State is the crossover uh, until Texas and Oklahoma come in and ruin the whole schedule there. Um, also, <laughs> some uh, a, a note on Broderick Jones. Um, the uh, not sure what's going on right now. He's just not quite ready, offensive line wise. There's there's going to be some shuffling going on here in the near future. I think they're playing mm-hmm. well, but I you know. I just have that sneaky suspicion that their best combination has yet to pop. And for whatever reason, sometimes that help happens when you have young guys, especially at that position. Um, But Broderick Jones is coming along. He's playing better. He's improving with some of the reps that he's got, but I think ultimately he's going to be the guy uh, at left tackle. And I, I think, I think Sawyer at some point needs to be inside because I think that's, what's going to be best for this offensive line. Yeah. um, You know, we're, we're, we're doing, we're doing a good job right now. You know, and usually when you're doing a good job, you don't you don't want to break mm-hmm. up the bunch, um, especially with, with the injury that we had. So uh, right now, I'm not I'm not panicking with that. Um, I think you you got to take your lumps right now. They're gelling. They're gelling really well, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, just from just from a, an eye view from what I saw from being in the stands on, on Saturday. Um, they're, they're gelling really well. They're communicating well. So I wouldn't try to break the bunch up right now. Um, you know, just kind of, just kind of work them, make sure they get better and, you know, have about two or three ready to go just in case, you know, you need to throw one out there. Absolutely. And, uh, with 14 catches and 203 yards, uh, on this young season, Brock Bowers has the most receiving yards for a tight end since your boy, Isaac Nada, and mm-hmm. also, uh, Orson Charles, which really probably is your boy, um, with 574. So he is, uh. You know, he, he's he's sitting there uh, in, in good shape. Uh, Georgia's ranked fifth nationally in third down conversions, 22 for 38, 57% clip. And Bulldogs are tied for fourth nationally with 13 sacks, which not surprised at all. Man. In the least oof. bit. But Watch the thir- them boys. And, oof, them yeah, boys come off the ball now. Did, were, were you sore after that game? Like, just, uh, just watching? And, and, and uh, like... Uh, Sympathy beating. 
I, I wanted to like go and pick up all the quarterbacks I could line and be like, man, it's okay. I understand. Yeah. If it if if it, if it, if there's anything that I learned, if you listen to to Coach Beamer's uh, press conference when they asked him what game he fits <laughs> on the Georgia that, defense, <laughs> he's like, "What do you want me to do?" They have a hundred five stars over there, man. What's what's going on here? He recruits well. What do you want me to say? I I love the he honesty, said, man. I love the honesty. He said the the one that got me is he said Jordan Davis runs faster than all of us that's on this conference call right now. <laughs> That cracked me up, man. That, I love that. That's the one that got me. And he, I mean, he he was brutally honest. And I mean, you know, he he knows that you know, they 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 were in for for a whooping, and they took one, and they 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 took it, and they played hard the whole game. So I think he's doing a great job over there right now, because we know they would have quit, you know, a while back, but mm-hmm. they kept fighting. They did. So he, he's leading them in the right direction. He is. And I think the culture's right. And that's the thing you got to fix. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, wanted to, uh, wanted to mention some exciting news. Our podcast is pe- partnering with playactionpools.com to bring some interactive fun for the sport that we love the most. You're going to be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. You're going to sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com. Then you're going to get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses, which is actually, I just learned, is a brand, and a pair of DC shoes. So you get a pair of sunglasses and a pair of shoes. Uh, Go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe that's B L E A V football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivors pick them. And as well as a cool sports book style concept called build your bankroll. Can't wait to explore that. That's going to be fun. Playactionpools.com. Your new home for all your office sports pools, man. So uh, speaking of that, Let's get into our picks, man. Um, let, let's let's do a little bit of review here. Uh, we both picked the dogs. Did not cover. Um, South Carolina got the backdoor cover. That's not ideal. Uh, I took the L on Miami. You called Sparty. Well done. I'll never pick Miami <laughs> ever again. Uh, you took Nebraska. So you're smarter than me. I don't know what you saw in them, but you saw something. Congratulations. Oh, you laid a big egg. <laughs> I thought Nebraska was cooked. We both picked Bama, took the L on that one. Uh, we both oh. picked both picked Penn State. Uh, I, I, I knew they had something. Uh, I knew Auburn was going to put up a fight. It was going to be a fun game. That was a fun game, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Uh, it, we said it was going to come down to Bo Nix, and it did. And, you know, he just couldn't quite get him there. Uh, both picked Stanford. They covered. Uh, both picked PYU. They won. That was a really good game there. Uh, beating, uh, beating Arizona state, uh, the buffs, no idea if the Buffaloes. I had no idea if, if we hit that one or not. I'll be honest with you. Uh, let's see. Colorado football. I'm going to look that up. Uh, who'd they play? Uh, they played Minnesota. They played Minnesota. They did play Minnesota. That Ooh. sounds right. Yeah. They got crushed. 30 to nothing. Brutal. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, um, the buffs struggling. The buffs, man. Not 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 ideal for us. And then Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati won, right? 
Cincinnati football. Let's see what they did. Uh, they, yeah, they beat Indiana. So the newest Big 12 member beat Indiana. So that makes you one, two, three, four, five, six, and one, two, three. You were six and three on the week. I was one, two, three, four. I was four and six. Mm-hmm. No, I was four and five, actually. I was four and five on the week. So should have had more faith in Nebraska, but do you, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Okay. I will try to make up some ground on you this week. So, um, what we got? We got uh we got some interesting matchups here. We got a few conference games uh, that are, that's going to be interesting, and we also got a couple of non-conference games. Uh, no, first one is going to be out of conference. Notre Dame travels to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is five and a half point favorites at Kent Randall. What do you what do you think? Mm, I'm taking Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you know I after watching the Florida State game and seeing how quickly they were able to score and then seeing what Florida state has done since and seeing how they struggled. Uh, they, they got to a slow start against Purdue. I think they ended up pulling away a little bit. They really haven't impressed me, but neither has Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. I, I think when you, when you deal with a five and a half point spread with two teams that are fairly equal, I think this is going to be a touchdown game. Um, I'm going to take Notre Dame as well. I'm going to take Notre Dame as well. I, I, I hope I'm wrong on this one because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I do like watching Wisconsin, um, but I, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong here, but I, I'm going to go with the Irish. Uh, our next game is basically a pick em at two and a half points. Uh, Mizzou is uh, the road favorite at Boston College. What we know about an SEC-ACC matchup this year is the ACC has not been much uh, of a match except for obviously Georgia Clemson. That was two. Uh, highly ranked teams, but when NC state came to Starkville, it was brutal. Um, and BC has BC is kind of similar to NC state. How do you see this one? Man, this is, this is definitely a pick them. Uh, Mizzou, Mizzou hadn't really impressed me this year either though. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. I'm going to go Boston college. Okay. I'm going, I'm going with Mizzou. I, I, I think Mizzou had some fight in them against Kentucky. Um, they, you know, they were getting blown out. They came back almost, they made it a game, um, made it interesting. I think Connor Basilak is, uh, he's quietly becoming one of the top passers in the sec. I think he's going to show out against uh, BC in college Hill. So, um, that's, that's where I'm going. Uh, the next game is also a pick em, which is surprising given the state that, uh, given the state that state is in uh, LSU travels to Starkville. They're two and a half point favorites against the, the mighty bulldogs, the, the, the fighting leeches of Mississippi state. Uh, so basically a pick them. This one's a tough one. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to stroke your beard and try to figure this one out. How do you see it? I think I'm going to have to go with the tigers on this one. I, I think they'll have enough to uh, uh, shut shut the passing game down for, for Mississippi State. Mississippi State struggling a little bit uh, in the passing game area. I think they're having some protection problems up front. Uh, one thing I do know is LSU's front four are pretty good. So I think I'm going to go with the Tigers on this one. It, Mississippi State's a roller coaster ride. For some reason, this is going to be a game that they're super, super enthousi- enthusiastic about. Um, you're zigging. I'm zagging. I'm taking the Bulldogs. <laughs> 
I, I think I think they're going to pull it off again. Mike Leach just has. I think this is going to be the final nail. There's something to that turmoil thing uh, in, in LSU, and, and things are getting things are getting weird down there. Um, yeah. Next game, this is a, this is a really really fun contest. Uh, Texas A&M, uh, five and a and half point favorites on the road at Arkansas. This is a, this is this is some this is a scary game. If I'm A&M, if, if I'm A&M, I, I'm what 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 do what do we what what do we think here? I'm thinking Arkansas is about to monkey stop Texas A and M. Texas A and M can't even get the snap off. No, they can't. And have I, you seen Arkansas play lately? <laughs> oh my they god, they are legit. They yeah, this is this is this is not good for us <laughs> coming into next week. We better have our P's and Q. We better dot our I's, cross our T's. We gotta have a good game plan. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a cold tub game uh, for everyone that, that Arkansas plays, man. I I you know, I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I'm I'm taking the hogs, man. I I'm guessing you are too. I'm um, taking the hogs. And it's in it's in uh where where they play at? Uh, it's at Fayetteville. It's in Fayette, that's it. Fayette. Oh, I kept saying Starkville. It's in Fayetteville too at the Walmart Stadium of the World. I'm taking yep. the Hogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Hogs, man. This is gonna. Ooh, man. Ooh, Pixie. Yeah, uh, KJ Jefferson. <laughs> I think it's getting better each week. He's 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 started out as the the Western Division's Emory Jones, where he's a good runner, not an accurate mm-hmm. passer at all. He's getting better. You know, mm-hmm. the Kendall Brown system is is really really making him. Uh, look a lot better. So um, I'm, I'm taking Arkansas here. Woo pick suey. Uh, all right. Our next game is an ACC matchup. Uh, a, a team that I thought would contend for uh, the division with the Atlantic or coastal or whatever the hell division Clemson and NC state is in, but Clemson comes to uh, Raleigh as 10 point favorites on the road. Clemson struggling to score some points, man. They 14 to 14 to six against no 14 to eight against Georgia tech. What's what's going on with Clemson? Are you buying them? Uh, the only reason I'm buying them is because they're really good on defense. So I'm going to take Clemson in this one. Um, I think their defense is really good. I think they can squeak out a touchdown in the field goal um, to win it. So I'm going to take Clemson with this one. Every fiber in my body wants to take NC State in the ten point spread here. It, it did, it but, did. But then but I I'm think not. about Clemson on defense. Mm-hmm. Clemson's defense is really, really good. I think They're NC really State. Good. I think back to that Mississippi State game, and I can't pick NC State. Uh, so I'm going with Clemson here, uh, minus ten. I, I think they cover. I, I think Clemson. This, I think Clemson has a bounce back game. I, I think they're going to be done struggling. The whole weather delay thing was weird, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. If they let me down this week, Clemson, I'm done with you. Um, our next matchup, Pac-12, uh, got Stanford on the card two weeks in a row. Don't think that's ever happened in show history. But UCLA minus five and a half. On the road in Palo Alto, UCLA, a big loss to Fresno State uh, last week. Uh, knocked a little bit of shine off the Bruins. Uh, are you buying Stanford? Can they win this game? Oh, can they? Yes. Will they? Doubtful. I think uh, UCLA comes out with a vengeance this week. Uh, Fresno State, must, they must have put some, some Michael Jordan juice in their Gatorade before the game. Uh, they that came out sauce? and they, they came out and put it on UCLA. So I think UCLA is going to UCLA is going to bounce back because just after watching Stanford last week against Bandy struggle for a little bit, um, I think they they were still riding half that USC mm-hmm. game. So 
Um, I think UCLA is going to have a point to prove, and I think they come away with a victory here. I, I agree with you, man. I, I think it's going to be hard. I think it'd be hard pressed to see UCLA drop two in a row like that. Um, this, this bodes well for Fresno state. I think Fresno state's one of the better mm-hmm. uh, group of five teams here, and they're probably going to eventually end up in the pac 12, but um, had a really good showing against, against Oregon disappointed that they didn't get it. So they went ahead and just went and picked off UCLA. Uh, but I think the Bruins are going to win this one. And I think they're going to win it pretty, pretty good. I think they're going to do to Stanford what Stanford did to Vandy. So um, that's how I see that. Um, what used to be an incredible sec matchup is now become a pretty large point spread. Um, but a team that we were fairly impressed with last week in the Gators. They host a team that plays hard, but just can't seem to have enough gas to, to, to make these scores close, but they did win 56 to nothing over Tennessee tech, which I don't know if Tennessee scored 56 points all of last year. So anytime they can get into 50 burgers, um, this it's, it's good news, but uh, Tennessee goes to the swamp 20 point dogs. Can they cover? Mm. Mm. Uh, Florida's had a hard time covering spreads, especially when they're the favorites. I'm going to take Tennessee. I don't think they get beat by 20. Okay. I, uh, I hope Tennessee wins outright. I don't think they will, but I'm also going to take the Vols plus 20. Uh, that's just, if Emory Jones is, if Emory Jones is the quarterback, Florida won't win by 20. Yeah. I, I just have a hard time believing Florida's going to s- score. I, Cause I, I think Tennessee's going to score in the 17 to 20 range. So that's going to yeah. mean Florida's going to put up a 40 burger. And I, I think Tennessee's going to, they're going to be stingy a little bit early. Mm-hmm. So Florida's going to have a hard time scoring early. They might, they might push this lead late. Um, but I, I could also see this thing going back and forth for a little while. And that's going to, mm-hmm. when, when you're dealing with a big point spread, Having to go back and forth for a little while does not bode well for you. Um, if anything, Florida gets a late cover, but no risk it, no biscuit, right? That's it. Uh, that Bruce Arians' greatest quote: "No risk it, no biscuit. Give me the give me the balls plus twenty. Uh, and last, and certainly not least, uh, Kentucky travels to South Carolina, five and a half point favorites, struggling mightily right now. Will Levis is leading the leading the conference in turnovers. Uh, Kentucky has a minus six turnover margin, uh, eight giveaways to two takeaways. Not a good stat if you're if you're looking at at that. It's brutal. A team that looked good early has tailed off since Does South Carolina get the upset here. No, I don't, I don't think they do. They're, they're starting a, a brand new quarterback, which, you know, he may, well, it's not a brand new quarterback. It's actually the quarterback they wanted to start, but he was hurt. Um, but you know what? I'm going to take South Carolina this one. I'm going to do it. Do one it. thing I did, one thing I did see last week is that that defense is pretty stingy. Now they had what two, two, three takeovers against us. I know two yeah. picks. I can't remember if they had anything else, but um, that defense plays hard. Um, and if they're and if Kentucky's struggling, like you're saying they're struggling, they're going to throw at least two against South Carolina mm-hmm. because they do their their defensive backs are really good at South Carolina. Um, you better believe they're going to be well coached South Carolina this week. I'm pretty sure he fixed everything that happened to him last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and it sounds like Kentucky's real predictable right now. If you're throwing eight picks or you've turned the ball over eight times, you're real predictable in things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so either that or your quarterback's just not ready. You need you probably need to look at making a change. 
I, I don't know if they're, uh, I, I think it's a scheme thing and dad gummit. I had my, I had my pick written down and you convinced me. I don't want to say dad gummit because you probably convinced me judging by your picks last week. I'm, I should be listening to you. So <laughs> you convinced me to take South Carolina dad gummit. I'm going to take them. All right. I was impressed. Josh van. They're going to feed him early and often. Their defensive line is pretty good. Uh, they play hard. Uh, they're going to hang with Kentucky. And, and I think if, if they're hanging with Kentucky late, they have a chance to win it. And, and, and I think, I, I think that if it's close late, South Carolina's going to outright win this thing. Um, exactly. if Kentucky, Here's the thing, though. If South Carolina's defense can stay off the field, they'll win this ballgame. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. If, they, if, they, if the offense is just keep the defense, if you can just flip field position, South Carolina has a good chance of winning this ballgame Saturday night. Yeah, they got to make Kentucky drive on that. All right. So, mm-hmm. um, but our big timer has gone off. It's it's even like getting into the scroll of bigtimer.net and just every different way <laughs> you can advertise bigtimer.net. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Hopefully, these picks, hopefully, we go undefeated. Well, we're not going to go, both of us aren't going to go undefeated because we have different picks, but that's okay. Um, but we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Find us anywhere you find podcasts uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. Uh, wherever it is that you like to listen to your podcast, you can probably find us there. Subscribe, comment, leave a rating, do all that good stuff. Uh, catch us on the podcast version. If you're driving, it's great for long drives, uh, especially if you're going from South Georgia to Athens, um, or if you're going from anywhere to Nashville to catch the game, you can, you can check us out there. Um, and uh, you can also watch us on YouTube at work Brinks TV. Uh, you can find us here. Uh, uh, big time. Our social media stuff has been scrolling. Uh, so hopefully you've been seeing that and hopefully you give us a follow. Uh, we're very active on Twitter, uh, Israel more so than me, but um, we are, uh, that's what we do, man. That's how we roll. And uh, I, it, it, it's been a fun ride. It's going to continue to be a fun ride. And, and hopefully this is the fastest growing Georgia show uh, in the market. And I think it will be because we are unique. So uh, that being said, we are presented by betonline.ag. We are presented by playactionpools.com. We hope that you have a great week and an even better weekend. And uh, if, if you're in Nashville, travel safe, be safe, enjoy Nashville, come say hi to me uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll chop it up and hopefully uh, lead the dogs to a win. I uh, want to wish my son Huck a very, very happy sixth birthday. Uh, he celebrates uh, that uh, and, and he's going to be, he's going to have a lot of fun doing that. So um, for Israel troop, I'm Corey Burton. This is the believe in Georgia dogs podcast presented by bet online and playactionpools.com and uh, brought to you on Brinks TV as well. Thank you. Good night. And of course, go dogs. Go dogs. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.